0: Hey there, this is Adam Ryder, and you're listening to not the one, not the two, but the three-count podcast here.
1: I'm fashion, Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by now, with this being like our 200-something episode, y'all just know what to say. Just say it with me. I am your Sherpa. Because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently. You can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering the ring today? Well, you can find this person at WrestleCore. You can find him at Defy, LPW, PNW, NEW, Prestige, Krobakai365, and SOS. He's the smooth one. He is the suave one. He's the one with the hair and the mustache. He's got the look and he is the Hata Heartthrob at a rider.
0: Yo, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. I really, really appreciate it, man. This is uh, this is fantastic. I'm happy to actually be here and, you know, and uh, the Hata Heartthrob's happy to come on in and, uh, you know, see if I can shine, see if I can help out, give any advice, but also be here and just have a great conversation with you.
1: Hell yeah! That's what it's really all about. Like you know, we we started this show like over like COVID, and we never imagined that we would even get close to like 300 episodes. And so you know, full transparency for those who are watching, it's like around 280 that we've done now. So it's like we've had a lot of cool people, but I was definitely excited because our brand is starting to go international. And I was like, yo, yeah, what else can I do but get some neighbors from the north and get them on the show and be like hey shine the spotlight over here because you've worked quite a few names now that are just like growing on the scene you know like a josh alexander for example which i was like holy cow my man's got the resume that reads well
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah it took a while to build it man but like yeah i've had uh, i've had a killer summer just on its own man and like i had uh as cool it was, it was funny um the weekend I wrestled Josh Alexander's the same. Uh, the next day I wrestled Davy Richards, and the next day I wrestled Trey McGill, and yes. uh, that was, a, it was the sickest Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think in indie wrestling, so I was uh, super pumped.
1: Oh, <laughs> I and mean, it's crazy too because you're like when you when like me looking back, at it, I was like, dang man, these are a lot of people. Like especially because like I'm such a massive fan of like the Impact scene. So to see you working these three, and then you know Alan Angels like that's I was like holy shit dude I was like I was reading your resume and just kind of going back and looking through some of your matches and stuff and I was like
0: damn <laughs> I appreciate it man like my uh, my resume only really started to grow I think come like May actually it was starting to kind of get bigger and bigger and you know, it's funny because like, I've, I've done this for so long, but I did have a, I a decent resume before too. I will say I have wrestled like tons of guys, like older, older stars, you know, like I wrestled, uh, I wrestled Gangrel a ton. I have wrestled Billy Gunn. I have wrestled uh Rikishi a ton of times. I've done all these kind of guys, but it's like, now I'm actually getting to that, uh, getting to wrestle a lot of these indie names, like our former indie names, like you're hitting your impact names. Now you're hitting like even a couple, uh, I've got a couple other guys. I've wrestled like AEW guys. I've wrestled Luchasaurus, Thunder Rosa, and a few different things. And like, it's, it's only really happened, I can say it really happened in the last like,
1: year of my career, but it also happened a little bit before too, but
0: now it's just a bit more consistent and going in the right direction.
1: Yeah, you're like, man, I'm working like all the big names now, like eventually someone's going to be like, hey, Canada's next great export right here on the show.
0: <laughs> I'm trying, man, we'll see how we do, but I'll keep, a, keep the train going and see what we can make happen.
1: Hell yeah. So listen, I got to ask the first question that's going to be right off the jump.
0: Who is Adam Ryder? Adam Ryder is, uh, well, I'm a guy from a small town up north. I'm, uh, again, the Haida Heartthrob. I'm actually, my family is from Haida Gwaii, which is a island to the west of British Columbia. You'll see it just off there. It's a big island up there. Uh, my family's from there. And, uh, you know, I originally became the Haida Heartthrob because I wanted to kind of represent my family a little bit more. Actually, I'd seen an event over COVID that I uh, saw this um indigenous person is uh, first, this native person, first nation person who um, was really uh, showing their performance and like showing their colors during the performance. And I asked him, you know, how do you represent? What's the best way to do it? And he said, through it's uh, through your art. And honestly, I was like, well, wrestling's my art. I know that. And, uh, and it's kind of all kind of fell together. It took a few, like, honestly, it took about six months to get everything together. My look, my everything, but that's kind of who Adam Ryder is now. Adam Ryder is the height of heartthrob more so. Adam Ryder, he was a different guy before. He was just some generic wrestler back in the day. When, when you first, like every other wrestler, when you first start out, you're kind of finding your own feet. But it took a while to get here. But man, it's uh, you
1: know happy, happy, uh, happy to take the long way around and finally get to where I am. Yeah, sometimes the scenic route is always the best route to take. Like I know a lot of people are like the uh, the shortest distance between point A and point B is just a straight line. And sometimes it's like, yeah, it's true, but. Sometimes, like to gain those, like you got to take the side quests. Like, yeah,
0: 100 percent. You got to do the, you got to do the extra work, and I, I get it. And uh, I will say this: my body would have preferred probably going in that straight line there, than going around every other which way. But I mean, you get where you
1: get. We're here. Now. <laughs> I totally understand because as a person that went from like college wrestling into the military, and then finally finding my way back through, and like. Uh, my body yo-yoing, um, you know, I've talked about it a few times where, like, I weighed, like, 230, and now I'm back down to, like, 194, and I've been in, in the sport now for, like, you know, just over two and a half years. It's, like, I I'm all sorts of beat up from, like, all sorts of stuff, and then I'm, like, yeah, let me just throw myself on a mat <laughs> repeatedly. Why not? That's the next logical step. Why not? There's, yeah. There's mm-hmm. <laughs> so... How did you get
0: into the, into the sport? Well, I got into the sport because, like, so the long, again, another little bit long way around, but I loved it when I was a kid. Um, saw my first, uh, I saw Hulk Hogan, loved him as a three-year-old, and then as a nine-year-old, I saw uh, X-Pac on Raw jumping off a cage, and I was like, this is amazing, and fell in love with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, and all the way up to about 2002. I kind of watched, I went and rented old vide- uh, videotapes for about 53 cents a day, and I'd watch old pay-per-views and that was kind of my thing on weekends. So I'd be like, yeah, Saturday, oh, I got nothing to do. Well, time to rent a pay-per-view. Oh, I'm having a friend over. Hey, do you want to watch wrestling? Yeah, let's go rent an old uh, old VHS. A lot of them didn't like it as much as I did, but I was like, oh, maybe we should do that. Why not? And uh, yeah, it was, it was good though. Kind of kept me kept me watching stuff, you know, so I'd watch pay-per-views all the time, old pay-per-views from like like WWE stuff too, or WWF stuff from '90. I think from 95 till about 98 and uh because I was watching 99 at the time and then I found out uh, my favorite one of my favorite wrestlers uh, Scott well two of my favorite wrestlers Scott Hall or rather uh was Razor Ramon and Kevin uh, and Diesel ended up uh disappearing quitting wrestling I thought they quit wrestling until I found this thing called WCW I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that so that was cool um But yeah, no, it's like, you know, wrestling has been an interesting time because after that, I, I, you know, you kind of, like every other person you follow to love wrestling, come back to it. And I had a friend who brought me back into it watching um, the Unbreakable 2005 TNA pay per view with uh, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels. And I watched that match and I love this. And he said he's going to go get trained by Lance Storm. And I went to, I I go off to university in shorts and I decide, I'm like, when I'm there, I'm like, I'm in some film school actually. And I'm like, I don't want to do film. Uh, but I'm like, you know, I have another friend who actually knows a local wrestler. So I go watch a local show and it's actually El Fantasma. The match says El Fantasma versus Kyle O'Reilly. And I loved it. And This is when their Kyle O'Reilly was first starting out and LP was starting out. And, uh, I'm like, I want to do that. So I called my friend and, uh, we ended up going to, um, Storms Wrestling Academy together in 2008.
1: And like, what a like amazing dude to be like learning from right someone that's just kind of been all over the world and then notoriously known through all of just like the us especially down like where we are like just just being always like on point with like everything but can wrestle every single style and then just technically is like one of the most sound dudes like ever
0: that guy, that guy is very technically sound, and it's like, you know, watching back on his stuff, too. I, I kind of get – I get uh, – I watch more of his stuff, and I'm like, I see his style. I see how it kind of works. And, you know, he trained with so many different uh, wrestlers up here. You can always kind of spot a Storm kid in Canada. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're trained by Storm, I can tell. But it's I – w- I will say it's hilarious to me when I'm like – I see – I meet another Storm kid, and I'm like – yeah. They're like, yeah, I trained, I trained a storm. I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's like, well, he got trained in like 2017. Like, when did you get trained? I'm like, uh, 2008.
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. But it is crazy to think like, you know, it, it's something that I really like started to appreciate and learn because my trainer, um, he actually learned from ruckus and mm-hmm. ruckus has like been working with me as well as, so as my trainer. And so I've been learning like different styles, but Ruckus is a legend himself. And I'm like, I get to listen and talk to him about how to be more tactically sound and how to be able to do this move and that move. And it's yeah. a lot to learn, but yeah. it's like, it's always about the basics. And that's what I definitely love. And it's like, you know, to build like such a giant platform and have like, you can have like a million moves, but if you can do like five of them, like really, really well, like you can do a lot with just those five moves. And I feel like that's where I'm at. Like, I'm like, yeah, I could do that four fifty off the top rope and make it look cool or I could just hit somebody with like a devastating spine buster and it's the same thing like
0: <laughs> yeah. same pop same pop exactly. Yeah. so and it's up to you. I mean like whatever you kind of want to do right? like I learned um. I've learned a few different things as well, like with um, deciding what moves you want to do. Like I was doing frog splashes just for a little bit and I'm like, you know, my forearms don't like it. I also dislocated my elbow doing a shooting star press in like my 10th match ever. So I stopped doing that. Uh, <laughs> so I started doing frog splashes again this year and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to switch to a swan time because uh, my hips can take it, but my elbow can't. So let's, uh, let's do things like that. And you know, and it's the exact same. You get the exact same pop anyways. It doesn't matter. Um, but you know, there's a lot of – I always find the trick with moves as well is you got to know where they fit and where – like, can they fit in different different spots? And you can make – some say you can make moves work in any spot. I agree, but uh, it's true, though, that other move. if you know where your move fits nicely, um, you can kind of make it a bit more reliable and have a little bit more reliable matches just based on that too, I find. Um so, I mean, I, I love, uh, yeah, uh, moves are, moves are fantastic. I try to, I try to minimize the damage I take myself. I will say this, I'm taking more damage than I ever have in the past few years. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, whatever wrestling, you love it. Right.
1: Right. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I find myself cause I've got uh, Mike Quackenbush's book and yep. like I've been reading it and like, it's about seven steps of like becoming like a great performer and one of the things he talks about is like, what's your greatest hits, right? And if you haven't taken those few moves that you can do really well and like play with them and put them in different spots, you're never gonna know what your real greatest hits are, or even what your B side is. And I think that that's such a, a powerful thing to think about. Is like, if you're here and you're like, I hit the spine buster right at the beginning of the of the show. Why? <laughs> like save yeah. that to the end if you want that to be like your desperation move because the crowd might pop more if they know that you're just taking damage repeatedly and then like you come off with this big move and then the crowd just explodes. And I find like that's like one of my favorite things to do is like I I like running as a face. I do like running as a heel, but I love running as a face because yeah, because I can feel like the crowd is like getting behind me because I'm like, yeah. I don't you, I something I learned to finally stop doing was dying in of yeah. <laughs> my matches. Yeah. And like I'll take shot after shot, but then like I hit the big move and you can hear the crowd pop and I'm just like, cool, we're on point again. Otherwise, yeah. like it's just that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and dying, uh, the thing he caught my attention on, especially is like he stopped dying. I'm like, good, good. There's a lot of um there's a lot of wrestlers out there that are like uh that will die in a match. There's also a lot of other uh as, as baby faces they'll die out there, as heels as well though. They uh they just Eat up all the room. They eat up all the air. So you have, so you have no choice but to die. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a interesting few different points to that because a good fit, a good heel knows when to let it breathe, uh, but also when to give a give a chance to get the fans back. And a face knows exactly like, when they got to start fighting back, right? And uh, man, my uh, my my one biggest uh, bit of advice actually when I try and give uh, give people to it's not just um, well when you start out. You ever heard the, you know, you know, the term when you, when you start out, if you think you're going to, uh, if you think you're going to, uh, fast, slow down, if you think you're going too slow, slow down,
1: yeah uh, I'll
0: tell you this, that's great for beginners, but, uh, when you start getting a little more advanced, you start understanding timing a little bit more and you're hearing people a lot more and you're getting out of your head. When you think you're going too fast, slow down. When you think you're going too slow, you are speed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I it's like true. that and uh, a lot of people sit in that mindset of slowing down. I'm like, fuck no, this is not the eighties anymore. This is not the eighties. We are not even the nineties. We are in a time where you have to be responsive exactly to when the fans are going And the eighties and nineties did it too. They, I can't even blame them because a lot of, uh, it, it's more so that a lot of people take, take way too much time. And a lot of these, uh, a lot of the people that you're against the heels don't understand, like what should keep a person down? Okay. Now you can take your time. Now you can it up fifth gear. Um, when you are when you think you're going too slow, you probably are, as a more experienced person. And what it also means is get your gas up. Get your gas up because you gotta be ready to go like that when it's time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So
1: that's that's my take at least from what I see. No, it makes sense though, because it's like you do see some of those matches where like like I okay, so I, I adore watching Jade Cargill currently, right? She's definitely like it's cool to watch because it's someone that I like. I'm like, well, look at her, like She kind of roughly, she started late, right? She's about the same same time frame that I'm in right now. And, like, you see, like, her matches, and no disrespect, they're very A, B, C, D, E, right, all the way through. But you can see when she's, like, the crowd is starting to go, and she's got such great veteran faces with her that they're like, all right, let's go, here we go. And then you can see, like, they pick up. So it's cool to see, like, a good face be able to be like, hey, this is the point where we start picking up the pace because now she's getting it. And she's, like, understanding, like, all right, we can keep moving. We get this spot. We can let this spot breathe, but then we can let this spot kind of shorten up, and we can just keep going. So it's cool. It's cool to watch her and and kind of, like, all right, bet. So I see the stuff that she's going through. Yeah. I have those same growing pains too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I, it's good though. And she's got some of the best – she's got the best people in the world to learn from, right, too. So she's going to be growing so fast on here. So I think that's – it's great for her to kind of uh, kind of keep going with those good faces. What's going to be cool is like now she, when she turns into a face, uh, becomes a face at some point, she's also going to be a much better face because she'll be like, oh, she can pick up so many things from them. And then when she turns heel again, she'll be even better. That's the one thing I've noticed, man. When you start – wherever you start off as a face – well, it's like you start thinking, I'd like my heel to start doing uh, doing this for me. So well, you become that heel now. And now when you're that heel, you start working that for a while. You're like, you know, I wish my face did this, did ABC a bit more. Now you start doing exactly that, ABC. And then you start saying, again, I wish my heel did this, did this, this, this. And uh, it actually made, I, I will say, it's made me a, a much better face because of it, like a much better face. Um, cause I was a heel for so long that honestly, I was like, it kind of took me a second to get my footing to being a face again, which only really happened. Like literally I was a heel for six years and then I was a face, a face in February for Defy and I'm like, oh, and it was my first Defy match. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get my feet under me. And I, I, I figured it out. But, uh, yeah, then like, uh, by May, I was like, I, I think I was just, I've had some of the best matches I've ever had just as a face now too. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that.
1: And that's cool though. Like you're able to pick pick from both sides like as you're working it and you're like noticing the things and like just make them bigger into your your folder of like hey these are this is my list of things i know for for me like i'm always going back and finding people who are like like come with my mentors and stuff and just like ask them like pick apart my match and i've i've i have a friend that i legit will be like hey man uh this is like one of my favorite matches can you like make me not like it (laughs) he's like yeah, and then he sends me back at things, and I was like, I hate this match. This is the worst. Huh. I don't even know why I'm watching this match anymore. <laughs> like, I got overcritical on it, and I was like, I did like it at one time. <laughs> you
0: know it's funny? It's like, yeah, the thing is, like, you're going to always learn, like, from your favorite matches and two and whatnot. Like, I'm always interested in, like, people listening to people, like, which matches they put over. I'm like, all right, let's take a look. The only problem is when they put it over, guess what? Now you're seeing those exact spots from that match everywhere on uh, every indie show. And you're like, well, never mind. Okay, we can't use that spot anymore. Like the second I remember seeing, um, I remember what, a good example a few years ago, Arn Anderson, showing the spot with Arn Anderson, throwing the punch, duck, and the uh, ducks, you catch him for the DDT. You couldn't go anywhere for the next two months without seeing that spot on every indie show. And I was like, oh, shit. And, even, and then FTR uh, starts doing it too. like, oh, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. So I'm just like, uh, made me laugh, made me laugh. But it's like... So I, I, I try to find obscure things. I try to find one spot for an obscure matchup, like, as simple as it is. Um, as simple as it could just be, like, ending with a punch in the face, but like, just want something a little different like that, you know?
1: Yeah, it was something that I, like, took away. It was, like, because I used to run this spot, right, and it's kind of evolved into what it is now. But when I first started doing it, I'd have people, like, throw a clothesline, I would duck underneath, and I would pop up. And because my character itself is a mercenary, but he's, like... He's like Deadpool, right? Essentially, yeah. so like I would I would shoot people in the shoulders, and they would like sell like they're getting shot, and then shoot them in the knees, and then like have them stand back up and hit them with like a big clothesline. And um, I had a promoter come to me and was like, "Yo, I hate that spot, so don't do it anymore, or you're not coming back." And I was like, "Okay." So then we started like playing with the idea of like how can we get this over but we'll still make it look realistic. So uh, I was fortunate to work with a guy named Dave Dahl who was like, "Hey, this is what I would do." So. We came out and I had the gun still pointed and he like smacked it away. And then it was a a left to, you know, a shot to the shoulder, like with me punching him, two strikes up top, two strikes to the knees. And as he's down, like I would hit him with the Ms. DDT. And so now it's kind of evolved to where it's just two shots to the top, sweep out a leg and then hit a DDT. But we call it the grenade spot because like I legit grab a guy by the face and I'm like, Hey, it's a grenade, and like I throw it up, so they look up, and then just bam, hit them with a DDT down. <laughs> and I was like, nobody else is running this spot because if somebody else is like, "Hey, I gotta run that spot," I'm gonna be like, "You took that from me."
0: <laughs> yeah, I got I got a couple things I do that I'm like I'm watching, and I'm like I I see it happening, but it's like, yeah, I I, I get you. Sometimes you wanna you wanna watch that uh, watch those spots there. You'll see someone evolve it. They'll say something different though, and boom, boom and take it. And it just. <laughs> Think of it like this, man. I've I've taken it like this. It's the most sincere form of flattery. I uh, when someone imitate imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. I'm waiting for the day. I've said it before too. Is waiting for the day for someone to start doing the Pele kick like I do, because it's the uh, that's the one thing I do that's a arid- that I'm like no I I know I created that that transition into it, which is just small things. But it's like if someone does it the way I do, okay, cool. I'm like, you know, that's kind of then it was going to happen one way or another. So I appreciate it regardless. But, oh, I yeah. definitely
1: would definitely be flattered if someone was just like, oh, yeah. And then just like throws it. And I'd be like, "Yep, yeah, all right. Someone's <laughs> been, been peeping my TikTok or my, uh, my Instagram. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Maybe you got over on the Wrestling with Unicorns Instagram page. Who knows there? that uh, you ever seen that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. You post, post all the spots on there. And again, you see one, you're like, oh. That's a new spot. <laughs> Taking that one. Oh God!
1: I'm yeah. just waiting for someone to do like Luigi Primo spot with like the it's like the, the dough. Like, Man, I'm trying that's, to think like, the one that's like. By the way, for anybody wondering, what, like when we're recording this, that's like the new thing that people are like talking about. It's like he's got he's, he's, he's got, no, he's
0: got this week. He's over this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep.
1: really
0: is. I'm I'm excited. It's good for him. I hope that. Uh, I watched some of his stuff from years ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's been doing this for a while. It just took a while for this to get over online. And
1: I'm like, oh, Jesus. So <laughs> good for
0: him. Good for him.
1: So you've been in for quite some time, right? And so I know you have to have one of these stories because everybody has these kind of stories. But what's the worst bump you've taken? Well, do you want the one where it's like, like – do you want the one where I'm most injured or
0: do you want the one where it's like uh... – A little bit uh grosser
1: so i try to stay away from injury stories because like although like those usually have like the most gnarliest bumps it's like i don't know it's one of those bumps that you it just kind of just sucked to take but you didn't really get too hurt but i don't know every time i ask that question somebody else comes in like oh man this one time i took a a clothesline over the top rope and i missed a lip and i just landed on my neck i'm like
0: what (laughs) i'll tell you man the worst bump i've ever done me and Gangrel wrestling on this show. We go outside. There's some uh, cement floor. Like there's no give on any floor, regardless whatever you do it on. But he ends up we're fighting. Boom, boom. He's like body slam. Like motherfucker. But I was gonna clothesline him. He's gonna bump on the ground anyways too. So I'm like I can't say shit to Gangrel if he's willing to bump on cement. That crazy bugger. I'm like okay, okay. I'm like, fine. Slams me, and I shit you not, this close shit in my drawers (laughs) it was the worst i i have never i was i've never arched my back so hard to hope to god that i didn't shit my pants but (laughs) i I didn't thank god i caught but i was like i swear to god it took just a little bit more of a slam he put like an ounce of effort more effort in that slam (sighs) i had been running to the back been like match over count me out i'm done thanks because oh God. Thankfully I was wearing black trunks, but still, you know, the worst I can remember that but vividly. I I don't like slams on the floor <laughs> anymore. Uh you know, it's uh yeah, yeah, that was the worst. That was uh let's just call that the worst or most memorable worst one.
1: <laughs> I like I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Uh so Usually, somebody has one of these things. So, what's your ritual like after the show? Like, do you have like a post-match meal that you have to have? What's What's the thing?
0: I don't have. Most, I don't really have a post. Uh, I won't say there's a post-match ritual. Um, it depends. Like, if I know I don't have to drive, I'm like, ah, yeah, crack a beer, just chill and whatnot. Um, I, I have no real post-match ritual. My, I definitely have pre-match where I'm like, knock on wood, you know, knock on wood a certain amount of times, whatever times in the top of my head. Like, right there, got to do it then. And then it's uh, a lot of knee and ankle warmups. I've had a lot of weird little small injuries lately, so I've really been emphasizing hard on the uh, on the ankle and knee warmups. Um, I had 16 matches in 27 days last month, and I, I I will tell you, I was like, you know, those guys used to be on the road all the time, like motherfuckers. How they I, they, I don't know exactly how they did, and I didn't have matches that killed me each night. Probably eight to ten of those were ones where I bumped. Bumped pretty hard, you know, and then the other six were a little more chill. But even then, it was like still, man, I, I was I was a hurting unit. So, you know, it's uh, my pre-match is just knock on wood, make sure we're all good, warm those knees up, warm those ankles up, warm those hips up too because, man, they, they catch up on you. So it's uh, that's more my, my pre-match ritual. I say post-match. I mean, I'm down to grab a beer with whoever, so it's, uh, I'm always happy for that. And, uh, yeah, I'd say that's more my, my post-match
1: nice nice i do have to agree like because i know like especially for me like getting up in age i'm like i gotta warm this body up and just keep it loose yeah. <laughs> but then like sometimes i find myself getting so nervous that like i'll like i just want to be in a section by myself like i'll say hi to everybody i'll talk to everybody i'm very like friendly but like once like we get closer to showtime i just try to like get withdrawn and just kind of stay by myself because i'm just like i'm getting so nervous and i get tensed and like by the time like i hit the door hit get ready hit through the curtain like Finally, my body's like loosened up and I'm just like, all right, big moves. And I was like, I never stretched before we went out here. <laughs> yeah,
0: I get you. I uh, I never, I didn't used to like really warm up or anything back in the day. And I'm like, man, we got to one thing that I've learned from, I can't forget which pro I heard this from, but it was like, you're a professional athlete. You have to treat it like a professional athlete. You have to warm up like a professional athlete. You have to do that stuff. I'm like, oh shit, you got to take care of all the little things and all the time. And I was like, "Oh man," and I, you know, you try to, but it's like I fall by the wayside so often. But I know my warm ups have gotten ten times better, so I'm usually all good. But um, you know, even working out, like you got to work out those injuries. You got to keep them fucking like going. And even then, I'm, like I said, I'm trying to stay on it, but it's so easy to fall off all the time when you know you got a full time job when you're working and you're doing wrestling. It's like, yeah, you know, can be hard to focus on it too
1: yeah i definitely agree and then you know you always gotta stay hydrated too you know drink all the water that you can not yep. too much you know just yep, stay within limit so i got
0: the three gallon bottle gotta drink one of these there <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> i like it yeah, so what's like one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn being in the business
0: hardest lessons i've learned um well i mean like i didn't you know it's funny is i didn't actually have an instagram or twitter account until like 2019 um i just didn't care to be honest um i've never been a fan of it but it's also the way you had to reach out and it's an asset to you right um i would say some of the hardest lessons i was really on autopilot for so many years with wrestling but it's like no i wanted to do something with it but i just didn't have it then and the support or anything then so you know now i'm really trying to put all that together and like push myself to do more with wrestling uh, so, you know, the, if I had to give you hard lessons, man, make sure you take your social media, like at least semi-seriously, because it's an asset to you. Make sure that you're marketable. You know, wrestling is like, you know, the least part of important part of wrestling is wrestling. It's the entertainment. It's keeping them happy and going, keeping them engaged. That doesn't have to be you actually doing the wrestling Friggin', Oh, oh I could do all these sorts of different, uh, holds. It's great. And you can make that work, but, uh, you can make that work as part of your gimmick to keep people entertained, of course, but, entertainment uh, entertaining people is such a uh, keeping conscious of them is one of the most important things it's not really a hard lesson for a lot of the wrestlers I'd say but I would say a hard lesson as well is get out wherever you are just get out it doesn't matter where you are you could be living in la you could be living in Houston you could be living in Vancouver Canada here get out get everywhere get seen it's the biggest thing that gets more eyes on you and gets people to say like that's that's part of wrestling is when they start seeing you a lot more the idea is like you want to get everybody you wrestle to to say yeah i had my best match against this guy it's this guy when they can start saying that about you um you're doing fantastic because that's that's what actually gets from what i've seen that's what gets you hired everybody i've talked to that's what gets you hired so yeah consistency and getting out a lot more
1: yeah it's something that i've definitely taken into account is like I want to wrestle in different areas. And so this year was the, and I say this year, but this is my my second year. But after my first year, I think I had like four matches in like 2020, obviously COVID had a big impact on that. Yeah. Um, and then it, it's funny. Cause you said you had with it 16 matches in 27 days.
0: Yeah. And
1: I had 17 matches of all 2021. 20, <laughs> but I was venturing out to different places and learning different, different uh, like just picking up different feedback from different people. And then this year I've, you know, not that I would be like, Oh yeah, but 30 is like 30 something matches now, but I've gone through like four different States, which was like massive for me because like last year, I think I wrestled in like three. And so I was like, all right, we're growing and it's getting out there and I'm putting myself out further. So I definitely, it's something is definitely noticeable, noticeable, by me, and then other people that see me like drive up to like Massachusetts, right, which is an eight-hour drive for me from Baltimore, Maryland. It's oh, yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna make this drive because I want to be a part of your guys' show. And then they're like, oh, and like mm-hmm. I'll be back up here in December because that's when I'm planning on going back up. But nonetheless, it's just like I see like I see the rewards of like being able to get out of your area and and learn from other people who are doing things that you want to do. Yeah,
0: well. So at the time, uh, so just you know, when I first started, in, uh, back in I, my first official match was July or January tenth, two thousand nine. When I first started, I lived in a, a town called Prince George, and I traveled with one other guy that lived there. Uh, we had a minimum of eight hour drive t- in any direction to get to the, the next wrestling show. Um, so we'd drive to Edmonton, that's eight hours away, to the uh, to the east of Prince George. We'd wrestle usually a double shot, then drive back on the Sunday. So we'd leave Friday morning. Wrestle Saturday, come back Sunday. And then we probably have a week weekend break. We wouldn't do anything that weekend, But the next weekend, we had about a double or a triple shot where we'd go wrestle Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then come back either Sunday night or Monday morning back to uh, back to town. But that was minimum an eight-hour drive, sometimes a nine-and-a-half-hour drive because um, you'd only could be able to go wrestle in Edmonton, Kelowna, or Vancouver back when in Canada. That was the closest places you could wrestle at Prince George. And uh, we were insane. Cause that was my first two years. And I, uh, or my first two years of wrestling, I did that every second weekend at very least. And it was banana. Um, I, I will say I was very lucky cause I got to travel with him, but I, sh- I, I should have moved down South earlier and just wrestled so I saved myself the travel. But, uh, that's a hard lesson, <laughs> uh, move to where wrestling is. There you go. There's a suggestion cause the road could suck. But uh, my first two years were just nuts, and I'm happy to not do that again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I could, I could understand that. I was yeah, like, I'll I know, I know, travel. I'm not eight hour nothing.
0: Yeah, I'll still travel eight hours now, but I mean, I will not live somewhere where there is not wrestling. <laughs> there has to be
1: wrestling locally here
0: for me to live there.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I haven't double shotted something yet. I'm definitely next year. I think I'm going to try to push for something like that. Just try to see what it feels like because. This year, I was like getting out up into to Massachusetts. Just kind of happened to be a happy coincidence because my fam, my my wife's family lives there. So I'm like, all right, I can make this drive up here and at least show face somewhere and, and work. And then mm-hmm. so I, I've done that, and then I come back, and then I've been through like all through New Jersey and stuff like that, and
0: yeah,
1: and make those small drives. But you know, New Jersey has like a little booming population of wrestling going on there now, and then so does uh pennsylvania and i'm just now starting to venture out and around these like the quad states and just having fun like working at these other places but yeah i definitely understand the benefits of like getting to places like you know i don't know tennessee eventually will be a spot that i decide to go down and and work in and that's like an eight hour drive as well
0: yeah man Get, get your reps in that's a big thing early on too is get your reps in work a whole bunch of different people and figure out you know what you like to do what you don't so that's awesome get get on that road man so good on you good on you i'm uh yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to get to a point too where I can start uh, picking and choosing and just going to different spots. But I got to start sending off actually out of, uh, out of my uh, out of outside of um, Washington and Oregon because that's kind of my the states I'm trying to trying to work a lot more. I want to work Defy all the time. I want to work Prestige all the time. Um, even pow pow pro wrestling would be great to work a little bit more down south. But I want to get to LA. I'm uh, not LA. I want to get to California so I can work. In San Francisco, even down the West Coast Pro and then uh, a few different places in L.A. as well. So I'm hoping that that's kind of my next goal right now.
1: Hell yeah. So you've been around, been around a lot of different locker rooms. So I got to know, I need one do and one don't of the locker room.
0: Uh, do? I mean... Uh, you know, I wish I could. Uh, it's like I wish I had like kind of better do's and don'ts. But I'm gonna say don't just for a don't. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> as obvious as that is. Uh, yeah, don't be an asshole. I would say if there's a if there's an opportunity to use a different bathroom, use a different bathroom instead of the locker room bathroom. Nobody likes hovering in shit smell for hours on end. Um, and then a, a do for sure. I mean. I'd say introduce yourself to everybody. I don't know if the handshake's as uh, popular anymore. I think it is still pretty popular. But, you know, the dude is just say hi to everybody. I'd say it, say it like that. Say hi to everybody. Even if you don't get a chance to fully introduce, say hi. It's like, hey, man, you know, sorry to say hi. I'm sorry to introduce earlier. Nice to meet you, dude. Cheers. And it's because we we get booked off each other. We, we know each other well. We're kind of that small group that really you kind of want to hang out with cause, and you get along with because you'll be spending time with them in the locker room going forward. yeah don't shit in the shared locker room area if it's the washrooms are close by there that's the best thing (laughs) yeah yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah. well those are like all my heavy hitting questions but we do got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast and that is the 10 count questions you're probably trying to figure out what the first is it's right there it's actually red dogs power rankings that you find sometimes on our sunday debate shows because there's a lot of wrestling And I can't always put a top 10 together. But this is the three-count podcast, 10-count questions. And this is how it works, Mr. Writer. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Okay. (sighs) All right. Here we go. So we're going to put it on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Uh,
0: Raw. Favorite movie? Um. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, everything, Everywhere, All at Once.
1: Okay. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite cartoon? Uh,
0: X-Men. Uh, early X-Men 92.
1: Yes, because you know what? Hey, Real pause that timer. Uh, I cannot wait for the animated series to be revitalized on Disney+. Yep, it like, be fantastic. I'm so hyped. And they brought back most of the original voice actors. I was like, let's get it. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> So, is it buddy or pal? Uh, Buddy. (laughs) Uh, Favorite actor?
0: Oh, shoot. Um, Oh, no, I don't have any favorite actor that comes to mind. Uh, Let's put Danny DeVito because I like It's Always Sunny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love Danny DeVito. Uh, City Life or Country Life? City. Uh, Favorite podcast?
0: Uh, I'm going to put over uh, right now because I'm listening a lot. Actually, no, I'm going to put What Happened When? Tony Schiavone.
1: Okay, nice. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast.
0: Uh, put uh, Michael Richard Blaze. Okay. Yep.
1: And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show, favorite curse word? Fuck. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's easy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's easy. I love, like, I, I was, uh, I talk about this, like, all the time, and sometimes someone brings it, I'm like, it's the best word to use, because you can yeah. put it everywhere.
0: <laughs> it's everywhere. It's an adjective. It's a noun. It's a, uh, it's, well, everything. It's a verb. It's everything. Everything.
1: Yeah. It's, like, everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, exactly. Phenomenal movie, by the way. If you don't know if you get to watch it and watch it yet, amazing. Yeah, I yeah, I agree that it's on my list of movies that you have to watch because it is it is very good. Yeah. So those are all my questions. So the last thing I need from you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you.
0: Perfect. you can find me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I got uh, it's all under the same uh, same uh, I guess uh, URL. If it's same same tag. It's Adam uh, Adam Ryder with a Y and then the letters HHT. Adam Ryder HHT. Whether it be on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you can find me all in there. Follow me on there. I put up some cool pics and vids and all that fun stuff. It's really just I like to put up, well, cool shit that I can do. And then, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I'll say social media is not my favorite, but I, I do like posting some fun stuff on there. You know? Bet. Yeah. I like, I, what I like is I really like uh, putting over, I'll put over a couple different matches on there and then I'll just put up some cool. Honestly, I'll just retweet a bunch of cool shit I find uh, for moves where I'm like, that's insane. That's cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there you have it. He gave you all his handles. He even gave you his thought process on how he shares things on his social media platforms. But you know what that means. It's like every great part of a wrestling match. We got to take it home. Because this is the 3 Count Podcast Presents Now ring, And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called... Wrestling, but like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently and you can. That's why it's never about me, it's about who's in the ring and who's entering the ring. You see him right there, Adam Ryder. And you guys know what to do tune into the next episode and be there. Or you're legitimately just following on all of our social media platforms, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, you're buying our merch, right? prowrestlingtees.com for seconds, the three count podcast. You're even subscribed to us on Spotify or Apple iTunes, leaving those five-star reviews, telling us about how great of a job we're doing. And if we're not, just tell us that we're doing a bad job and we'll try to fix it or something like that. But anyway, you're doing all that stuff and you're sharing it with your friends or you're really just waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for that outro and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. Cheers. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But What I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment, we wanna to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment, we wanna interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. show us support please